1: And a good Sunday morning to you as we await Jim Gilbert's call for Nature Notes, brought to us, of course, every Sunday here on CCR Radio by our friends at Cardinal Corner and those folks down in uh, Jordan, Minnesota, that make the best patio furniture in the whole world. And that's by the art. We'll talk with Jim about that. Uh, wonderful products there. And uh, hear from Jim in just a moment. In the meantime, of course, today is the day we celebrate Mom. I know a great store with some pretty doggone unique gifts that any nature lover mom will love. Denny Long for my friends Lee and Pam at their beautiful store for nature lovers. Cardinal Corner, have you been there yet? If not if you have, you know what I'm talking about. They have actually two stores full of unique and beautiful gifts for mom, in addition to the gorgeous bird houses and bird baths, they have gifts of things like a home decor, women's accessories like purses, scarves, jewelry, plus kitchen items, and so much more, most of the items by the way made right here in Minnesota by Minnesota Crafters. You've got to see this store to believe it. Again, they have two locations. And I mention this all the time, too. At the Cardinal Corner, they have without a doubt the freshest bird seed around. Mom's going to simply love a gift from Cardinal Corner. Bring her over there today. And, and by the way, you, you can help mom subscribe to their monthly newsletter. All kinds of tips and stories. All you do is uh, subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Stop in, see Lee and Pam in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Uh, Amy's at the Newport Center. You can call them. Uh, here's their phone. I always like to talk with you. 651-455-6556 or visit them online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner, it's more than just a bird seed store. There he is. Good morning, Jim Gilbert, and happy Mother's Day to Sandy.
0: Oh, thank you, and happy Mother's Day to your Sandy and to... All the moms listening out there. Wow. They got a beautiful is... day today. Oh yes. You know, forty nine degrees, so it's cool. Um, mostly sunny. The and Lake Waconia is calm. So I'm calling from the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about thirty miles west of downtown Minneapolis. I'm listening to Morning doves Cooing. Lots of lots of Baltimore Orioles singing this morning. It's just glorious. It really is. And oh yes. Common purple lilacs and crabapple trees are just starting to bloom in southern Minnesota, so people enjoy the visual beauty and fragrance of those blossoms this week. Sunrise was at 546 this morning, sunset 833, and Danny, that gives us 14 hours and 47 minutes of daylight. We are gaining about two and a half minutes of daylight each day, and have gained 17 minutes of daylight since last Sunday. And as of today, exactly six hours has been gained of, of daylight. Has been gained since December 21st, the winter solstice. We still have 49 minutes of daylight to gain by the June uh, 21st. Which we call summer solstice here in the northern hemisphere. The normal high for day is sixty nine. Normal low forty eight. Do you have the Twin Cities temperature? I there? do. Forty eight is the official temp. Forty eight. How about that one? Okay. Records for today, March thirteenth, in the Twin Cities: high ninety two, set in two thousand seven. Low just twenty nine, set in nineteen fifty three. And on this date, in 19, on 1902 and 1935, it snowed a trace on the Twin Cities. And just to show, because there are people, you know, some people have had adequate rainfall, but there's places around here that are dry, like like us. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the Waconia area. You know what? The record amount of rainfall for this date, um, inches, 1962, and if I go way back to the Pioneer records, 1 inch and 1,200, so 1.12 inches on this date, 1867. So, you see, it's hard to break a record, and, um, you know, people think, oh, yeah, there's been 3 inches of rain this date. You know, it's not that common. anyway. The Waning Crescent Moon rose at five oh nine. Now Danny did not see it because he was already oh, at work. That's right. Here, <laughs> yes, in this concrete building, yes. <laughs> yeah. And sets at at six twenty seven. Our next um this e- this evening. Next full moon is May twenty ninth. Now there's a the planet Venus that is really bright. And you know, just soon is is it you know, after a half hour after sunset? Maybe a little bit more. It's really, really bright in the in the west southwest. Just look up. Uh, you know, I don't know. Two handfuls of, of that would be about um, fifteen degrees up, and you'll see this bright planet Venus in the west. We are in what I call the emerald green time, with many tones of green uh, in the landscape, from new leaves on trees such as native. Sugar maples, basswoods, bur oaks, white oaks, eastern cottonwoods, and more, and shrubs like elderberry, serviceberry, uh, red osier dogwood uh, that have just leafed out lately. And Danny, I I, I asked you about Sonoma Valley, but I but I do want to compare what it was like when you left and when you came home. Didn't what? Was it much greener when you came home? It
1: it, it was definitely greener here. But the temperature, it's maybe not amazing. But the overnight lows we had, you know, upper 40s, let's say, give Mm -hmm. or take, was the same as in Sonoma. We were staying in Santa Rosa. And and the daytime highs were pretty close, low to uh, 72, 74. Always, and the grapes evidently love it when it's kind of misty and foggy overnight in the morning. And then that sun breaks out. And it's a beautiful. We had beautiful weather all the way through, and a great group. I want to mention that I want to thank Steve Thompson for uh, for filling in too for me. We well, had a great time. But you're right; it was a lot greener as you were flying back to the Twin Cities. You could see it, and especially know, when we got Steve home. Steve
0: and I we had we had fun visiting too, just like you and I do. But in but um, did, when you were, did you get to walk among the great plants at all?
1: Oh yes. You know, a lot of opportunity to do that in great gardens, and uh, it really it was just a perfect trip.
0: You know, grapes grapes have very tiny flowers, just these tiny green really? flowers yeah. clusters. And when they're in bloom, they're very fragrant. So maybe you miss the bloom, I don't know for sure, but but um, and then almost immediately after that, you start seeing these tiny, tiny grapes forming. It, it's just it's just incredible, and then they form into these these clusters.
1: And oh. uh, and they're they're so they're so conscious of uh, organic and uh, they're they're well they're farmers and ranchers let's face it that's what they do yeah and, uh, and it, it, we just had a great time uh, great folks <laughs> I always loved
0: have, your, I loved your explanation yesterday on the year I was listening <laughs>
1: we had a great oh, by the way just before I left we left on a trip Steve our, our friend Steve Murphy my colleague here at CCO said, mm-hmm. Denny, this is for Jim. The ice went on to Lake Nokomis this afternoon, April 30th. So I wanted, I wanted to get that in.
0: Nokomis, April 30th. Thank you. Thank you, Steve, oh, okay.
1: for that. Okay. Yes. Okay. What else do you have, Jim?
0: Well, farmers throughout much of CCO land have been busy with soil preparation and planting uh, corn, soybeans, and other crops. And this is especially, of course, in the south and the west. But um, many of us have been happy to see migrating Baltimore Orioles, rose-breasted grosbeaks, and ruby-throated hummingbirds back at our feeding stations. Remember to spare the dandelions. Now, I, I'm the opposite of, of what you hear on so many ads, but this is important. Save save the dandelions because we're saving the bees. Uh, the, the the common dandelion flowers right now, especially you know down during spring, are, are critical food source for many honeybees and other pollinators. And believe me, we need these pollinators. Many people put grape jelly out for Baltimore Orioles that have recently returned from Central America. Other birds seen at grape jelly feeders include orchard Orioles, house finches, red-bellied woodpeckers, gray catbirds, scarlet tanagers, and yellow rump warblers. I've been asking people, what are they seeing at their grape jelly feeder? At our sugar water feeder, we have been seeing, of course, ruby throated hummingbirds. Baltimore Orioles come, too, to the sugar water feeder. And we've got this downy woodpecker that keeps coming and drinking out of the... Oh, It's, a, it's an Oriole feeder, really, but the hummingbirds come, too. Jerry and Barb uh, Jetwell from Northfield watched a Tennessee warbler drinking out of their hummingbird sugar water feeder many times this past Thursday. Cape May warblers will also come to sugar water feeders. The greater prairie chicken males dance on a lek. That's a flat area of land uh, in far western Becker County. And sharp-tailed grouse can be seen and heard displaying on a lek near Bowabick. I have received several reports of newly hatched out Canada goose goslings swimming between their parents and up on grassy areas feeding on new grass blades. That's their food. Nearly all Minnesota lakes have lost their ice covers. Big sheets of ice we're still seeing a Lacs Lake yesterday. Also ice was going out of Rainy Lake yesterday. That's Rainy Lake's right on the US Canada border. The ice out date date for Lower Whitefish Lake, that's in Cass County was last Sunday, May 6th, according to Dave Chandler. Caribou Lake, a few miles inland from Lutzen on the north shore of Lake Superior, was out this past Tuesday, May 8th, according to Scott and Brenda Benson. Lake Vermilion ice out was also May 8th. That's in the northern part of St. Louis County. This past Wednesday, the 9th, was ice out for Cabotogama Lake in Voyagers National Park, and John Kostermeyer reports that the ice out for Leach Lake this year was Wednesday, May 9th. If you, if, you know, if any of our listeners, any, anybody who would like to report an ice out for Minnesota Lake, note the date when it happened. It could be a week ago or two weeks ago now, but note the date when it happened when at least 90% of the ice has gone from a lake, and then include the name of the lake, the nearest city or town, and, of course, the county the lake's located, and send to the Minnesota State Climatology Office. Now, their website is, is pretty easy. It's climate, C-L-I-M-A-T-E, and put a dot, and then U-M-N for University of Minnesota, dot E-D-U. I'll do that again, climate, dot U-M-N, dot edu, and you can use that website to find out dates and and all kinds of neat information about Minnesota climate. If you have time for a little more here, I think
1: we fun. do. Sure.
0: so if I can find my paper. <laughs> I have so much stuff. Here well, you know make.
1: what? Let's do while while you're searching. Let's talk a little bit because I know Mom would love. Maybe a gift card. If you didn't give mom anything for Mother's Day, and maybe you're planning on doing that this week. Head to buy the yard. Jim and I love this furniture. And, and I don't know about you, Jim. I get people asking me once in a while, and they do ask it by the yard. What, what is it made out of? I mean, you say milk jug. Well, milk and water jug. oh
0: Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's high-density.
1: High they call it HDPE. It's high-density polyethylene. Uh, some people say, well, that's a composite. No, they use no fillers in their lumber. Uh, They've got a UV inhibitor. uh, Think of that, I guess, as a a sunscreen, you know, SPF, uh, real high. But it it doesn't, uh, it does two things, really, as Jim knows, because he's had his furniture outside for years. It prevents discoloration, prevents the sun from breaking down plastic. I know, Jim, you and I have talked about this, not for a while, that it takes Mother Nature. Just think of one plastic milk jug takes to break down that one jug 450 years. Isn't that something? Yeah, I know. And they've got swivel swivel flex chairs. They've got all sorts of styles and colors. If you have any other questions, I Jim and I urge you to visit their showroom. Give you so many good ideas and it's a quick drive down 169. And if you want to look at their website, a lot of folks do that too. Uh just get on the web at buytheyard.net, buytheyard.net. See what Jim and I have told you about every uh, Sunday for so many years now. You're gonna love that. Leave it outside. You're in and you're out. All right. What else do you have, Jim?
0: You know, I just I was just thinking I, I was I was just watering a little bit yesterday, and I just squirted our our green. <laughs> we have all green, you know, ten pieces or whatever, it, it, and it looks so nice. And I know that some of those have been there eight, nine years. Oh, I
1: bet. Yeah, and ours even longer than that. Yeah. Still looks brand new. Check it out. It's a good. Still a family run business too a CCO well, land
0: company. Yes, great stuff. Mary Brisland reports from Luton that yesterday was the day the ruby th- ruby-throated hummingbirds first arrived. That's always a neat thing up, especially especially up north. Um there I don't know, I seem to see more ruby-throated hummingbirds up north although there are people that feed in the south that have dozens coming too. Um, at the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, located along State Highway 5, a couple of miles west of Chanhassen, more than 20 species of wildflowers, including the large flowered trillium, wild ginger, several violets, white trout lily, wild blue phlox, and even the first jack-in-the-pulpits are up and blooming. Eastern redbud, magnolias, rhododendron, plum trees, and the first crabapples are blooming. Matt Chute, naturalist Matt Chute, led a hike in the arboretum yesterday, and they saw 30 species of wildflowers blooming, and they saw 57 species of birds. Incredible. Last evening, Matt Chute's book, Nature at Our Doorstep, won a Midwest Independent Publishers Book Award, and that, that book was published by Norton Stillman, and... And uh, John Torn was the editor, and they did such a nice job in that book. Uh, take a look at one at a bookstore sometime. That's Nature at Our Doorstep. On Thursday, May 10th, Mary Norman from Waconia observed ten rose-breasted grosbeaks and eight Baltimore Orioles, well, eight Orioles, including one of them was an orchard Oriole, and many white-throated sparrows in her backyard. This is all at one time. Yesterday, Keith Radel from Fairboat saw and heard redhead woodpeckers uh, near where a pair had nested last year. He also spotted a pair of brown thrashers, and the male was singing. And he says PJM rhododendron is blooming, and the shrubs are full of beautiful lavender flowers. Mayor Ray and Marlene Simon, who live on the edge of Northfield, report that 29 bird species are coming to their feeding station, including Baltimore and orchard orioles, indigo bunting, and um, eastern towhees. Ray is a beekeeper, and yesterday the honeybees were busy visiting the wild plum and scarlet elderberry flowers. Jo and Joanne Adelman from Owatonna report that yesterday a nest of northern cardinals hatched. Bruce uh, Schmisek from Montgomery saw a dozen bobwhite quail this past Wednesday the 9th, just a mile out of town. Jim Hovda, who lives on the shore of Little Rock Lake near Rice, reports that crocuses are blooming in the garden. And yesterday he took the lake's water temperature for the first time this year, and he got 56 degrees. And by the way, the water temperature here on Lake Waconia was only 49 yesterday at the in-town marina. And they had people going out fishing, and of course the walleyes in the northerns were biting. And talking about fishing, Captain Rob Herring from Optimum Charters out of Duluth took his first group out fishing, the first one for the season, Friday, May 11th. And the surface temperature of Lake Superior was 38.1 degrees. They were fishing in 30 feet of water off Park Point, and they caught a 32-inch lake trout and three coho salmon. Diana and Dave Herring live on a farm near Waterville. Uh, Dave got the soybeans in a week ago. They had a half dozen male Orioles coming to their grape jelly feeder. And on Tuesday the 8th, the first female arrived. And Wednesday, an orchard oriole arrived. Kim and Lori McIntyre, who Coney, report that male rubric-throated hummingbirds have been there in numbers. And just, just a few days ago, females returned. And Baltimore is very numerous. And two pairs of scarlet tanagers have been coming in their yard just the last few days.
1: Well, we are just about out of time, oh. Jim, but I don't want to, maybe you can call in a little earlier next week, but I, a couple of uh, text messages I wanted to bring to you. Yeah. Uh, Great Bird Week, 9 to 10 Baltimore Orioles at one time, 6 to 8 Rose-breasted Grosbeaks. pair of Indigo Bunnings along with Hummingbirds, Goldfinch, Cardinals. That comes from Lynn in Shoreview. So I wanted oh. to get
0: those. T- oh, and how about this? Now the Monarchs are as far as Iowa. So we can wow. see the first ones this week. That's according to Elizabeth Howard from Journey North and Julie Brophy. Wow, we're we're, we're coming along. Oh, and first, Morrell Mushrooms out. That's oh. Tom Bulbers man. from Faribault. So look for Morrell Mushrooms. And he saw 134 species of birds in one day. That was on May 10th. Oh, I should say. I know. Isn't that something? It's amazing. 30, 20, all by himself. He started at 4.30 in the morning and ended at 7 p.m.
1: Got to run, Jim. Uh, call me next week. Let's uh, okay. let's do it again. Thank you so Look much. And have a good it. week. Bye. Happy Mother's Bye Day to your uh, Sandy uh, and all the moms out there.
2: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too.